0: Beloved Son, Cowboy, Warrior, Lover, King, Sage. The six stages that God has written into every man's soul and has almost required of every man's journey. Welcome to what is a fourth installment in a series that we've been doing on the masculine journey, um, not just for men, but for women who want to understand uh, what a man's life is about and boyfriends, sons, fathers, husbands, uh, this will shed a lot of light on the men in your world. I'm John Eldridge and with me here in the studio has been Bart Hansen, Craig McConnell, Morgan Snyder, kind of talking about... The uh, stage of the beloved son, where you need to know that your father absolutely delights in you. And then the stage of the cowboy, where the question, do I have what it takes, really begins to present itself and needs an answer. And then uh, the stage of the warrior, because God is a warrior and everything a man is going to face in his life, he's pretty much going to have to fight for. And just the essential quality of courage – and a willingness to overcome passivity. These are the things that we've been covering. Today, we want to talk about the stage of the lover. And I would put the stage of the lover somewhere in the same range as the stage of the warrior. It kicks in about 18, 19, 20 into like full gear. Of course, all of these stages are always present in a man's journey. I mean, a man always needs to know that he's the father's beloved son. A man will always need to be a warrior, and a man will always need to be a lover. But the stage really seems to begin to present itself and the initiation of God really seems to begin to engage in the 20s, late teens and into the 20s and 30s. And this is where a man begins to awaken uh, to you know all that God put in a man's heart as a lover. And um, I want to point out that you can see these stages if you go back and you look at the life of Moses. You look at the life of Joseph, the life of David, and the life of Jesus. You see these stages in the scriptures, and then you just look at your own life as a man, and you realize, oh my goodness, this begins to shed light on things that I've lived through or things that I feel like I need initiation in and didn't get. So the stage of the lover, when did the lover begin to awaken in you? When did that and how... Did that take place?
1: (laughs) Different levels of being stirred up as a lover. The first occasion I can recall was I think fourth grade in Miss Evans' class when uh, I was so aware that – there was something special between us.
0: (laughs) Between you and Miss Evans? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, It's the first uh, woman I remember looking at and going, whoa, something was different here. And uh, um, God protected us. (laughs) 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 Young, forbidden love. Uh, Uh but, but, But in terms of, lover in terms of association with a woman. That right. That
0: was it. Right. A kind of awakening. Yeah. Right. Oh, I fell in love with Mrs. McGrath, my <laughs> my second grade teacher. <laughs> Absolutely. And then it was the first girlfriend uh, junior high school. Right. You uh, know. The woman often – begins the awakening, right? Mm-hmm. Something turns the boy's head, right? And comes a little bit later in a boy's journey usually than the adventure and the battle and the right. superheroes mm-hmm. and you know all of that stuff and building a fort down at Timmy's house, but at some point, right? Enter beauty. Mm-hmm. Enter the woman and it it turns uh, his world on its head.
2: Yeah. You guys shoot high going for your teachers, man. For me, it was Kate Skelly in preschool that first captured... Oh, get out my of here, on. preschool. Come on. you Kate, Kate you're Skelly, Good ahead. Shepherd Lutheran. And <laughs> she was so cute. And then we got in a fight over what an acre was. So we didn't last very long. But I just think of sure, all my romance. years. Yeah. I mean, all my years as a as a boy and a young man, there was always a... A girl that affected me, yes. that caused me to behave yes. differently. Yes. Something in me wanted to rise up and be more around her than my buddies.
0: Yeah. Oh, I remember Samuel. He uh was in little league. I was coaching T-ball of all things, right? So I mean, what are we talking? Five, six, seven years old, and and there's a little blonde down the street that was kind of, you know, his buddy, sort of a pal and She shows up at one of the games, and she's kind of down along the first baseline. And he's up at bat, and she yells out, "Daniel!" Daniel gets his attention. He pretends not to see her. Of course. But he settles himself and mm-hmm. you can see the firmer grip on the bat, the determination, right? right? He kind of sets himself and he clocks this thing into center field, which he had never oh. done before, right? So, I mean, Mark, it's just your, your comment about you wanted to be better. Right. You wanted to be more right. around her. That's, that's awakening mm-hmm. something of the lover.
3: Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. For me um, – As you guys, you know, there was an early awareness somewhere early grade school of the prettiest girl in the class and how could I get her attention and so forth. But, uh, you know, the later years for me, I I was somewhat of a late bloomer, and I just didn't make too many moves towards that. It was my late teenage years Mm -hmm. before when I really started to develop and so forth. And there was something that was kind of asleep in there for me. But then when that came awake, boy, did it. It came with a. Pretty strong. Pretty strong. But I remember there were some years there. I mean that early awareness then followed by some years of not so much pursuing that and then a strong awareness of it and then a heavy pursuit of it. And um, mm-hmm. who would initiate me in that? I mean that is my question mm. is, mm. gosh, I look back on those days and, man, I had no one to go to to right. initiate me to mm. – to. Uh, mentor me in right. this, to, to coach me in this. And boy, I, uh, I know I made a lot of mistakes oh, as Sam, I began this.
0: Sam was telling me he went to a high school graduation party of a buddy of his recently who's going off now to college. Right. And uh, his parents presented him with a little like tree, kind of like a like Christmas tree sort of a thing that was decorated with condoms.
3: Oh my
0: gosh. And that was it. That's it? Mm-hmm. That's all you have to say mm-hmm. about this stage, my heart, a woman. Yeah. What does it mean to be a man mm-hmm. toward a woman? How do I love a woman? Mm-hmm. Right? How do I find a genuine integrity in this stage? I mean, Bart, just nothing. Yeah. Absolutely right. nothing there. Or worse, it was kind of the acceptance of, hey, you're gonna go sow some some wild oats mm-hmm. and all that's fine and you know, they're setting the poor young man up for absolute heartbreak right. and disaster.
3: Right. Not to mention her. Right.
0: God gives Adam Eve. Before the fall, before Genesis chapter 3, before the forbidden fruit, in Genesis chapter 2 God says something's not good in the garden and it's not good that man should be alone. And so he takes the rib from Adam's side. None of us have recovered from the surgery. Uh, he fashions Eve and he brings Eve to Adam and, and this was all meant to be very beautiful and good. I love the phrase that they were naked and unashamed. Mm-hmm. you know. So of course a woman catches a man's attention. Of course there's a longing, a desire in the heart of a man for this, for beauty, for intimacy, companionship, for romance. Um, but actually – the mistake men make – we've been talking about these stages and we've been talking about how a boy first needs to know he's absolutely loved by his father and then in the stage of the beloved son and then in the stage of the cowboy, uh, he really needs an answer to the question you have what it takes. And When a boy doesn't get those two things and then the lover mm-hmm. stage comes along, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. What we end up doing is taking to the woman – Wrong things, mm-hmm. right, we take to her our question. Tell me who I am as a man, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember that. I remember thinking, if I can win right. the attention
3: mm-hmm. of
0: the cute girl, junior high, high school, you know then i 'm the man right mm-hmm. then i 'm the mm-hmm. man she mm-hmm. can tell me who I am as a man, she can validate me. I mean, do you relate to that turn oh, that yeah. shift oh
2: yeah I remember that just profound sense mm-hmm. of. Um, irresistibility. Bingo. I mean, I remember going to college and just thinking, I'm orchestrating my life around her, right. either to avoid her or to move towards her. But I realized it's irresistible. And it wasn't until years <sighs> later that I realized it yeah. wasn't about a woman. Yeah. It was about some deeper need for love and intimacy. Yes. And what it was, was a search for God. Yes. Right?
0: Yeah. Um, the famous quote that's misattributed to Chesterton but, you know, every man who knocks on the door of a brothel is looking for mm-hmm. God. You know, that this core need for love, this core need for validation mm-hmm. that we were meant to get. You need that. Oh, man, taking that to a woman? Mm-hmm. How has not having the validation of a father, the assured, settled answer to the question, son, you do have what it takes – not knowing deeply and truly that you are the beloved son, how has that affected the stage of the lover for you,
3: your relationship with with woman? Yeah, I think early in that for me would be um, I'm looking for validation in her. And it's just, as you say, taking your question to her, wanting her to give you strokes in whatever way that is, by words, by touch, whatever that is, and that's what motivated me is, exactly. is to get that instead of offering something to her, the strength that I had. Mm. That's what the man is supposed to do is offering mm. that strength rather than coming to her in weakness, wanting her to validate me where my father didn't. I mean, it's that pretty plain for me when I think about those early relationships. For how many years? Mm. What, what are we talking about here? Thirteen
0: uh, to fifteen?
3: Uh, no, but, you know, like I say, late bloomer, so eighteen to probably um, into my marriage. Exactly.
0: That's what I want guys to hear. Well into our adult life, yes. we are still wrestling
2: with these things. Right, John. As Bart's saying that, I'm thinking, well, I mean, really, up till today for me, it's on the level of motive. Exactly. Now, look around the culture that we live in, and you see the profound vacuum and void of masculine strength, true strength Mm -hmm. of goodness, character, integrity. And I see single moms, young gals, you know, trying to make big decisions about their sexuality, about their life. And, and I realize, Bart, as you said, I want to be a man who goes there to offer strength, but on the level of motive, I know that so often I'm going there to get something to use Her for something of myself. So for me it's a daily battle of how do I find my life in God so that I go there to offer.
0: Okay. That's the key thing right there. And this is what I tried to explain in Fathered by God, which is the book we're releasing this spring around the six stages, that the stage of the lover is actually not at its core. Mm-hmm about a woman. Mm-hmm. Right. It is about learning to love a woman. But in order to do that, the stage is really actually about the awakening of the heart mm-hmm. and experiencing the sacred mm-hmm. romance mm-hmm. with God. It's it's the awakening to beauty yes. and to all the ways that God is wooing mm our hearts. Yes. It, it's an awakening in a man where he begins to shift from reason and analysis and everything's about the mind. Mechanical. Right? Mm-hmm. Mechanical approach to the world, you know, where he begins to realize, whoa, I have a heart. Mm-hmm. The heart is mm-hmm. central. God has a heart, you know? Yes. He's not just to be feared,
1: not just to be obeyed. He, this is a, about love, you know, and yeah, John, I mean it's um to have a father who says to a young boy there's many things that stir your heart. Mm. A woman, but listen to the crickets at night. Right. You know, look at the alpenglow right. on the peaks. Look yes. at the grain in this wood versus the grain mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And the music or drama or literature. I mean there's many mm-hmm. things that stir our heart. And to be introduced to that world and to feel it, to know it, that mm. many things move the heart. Mm-hmm. A woman is one, a key one, but there are many things. And then how to live yes. in that. Oh. Yes. That's huge, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. This is something
0: that will help men immensely is that you have a deep and profound longing for beauty. Mm-hmm. The soul craves beauty. Yeah. But you are meant to experience beauty in many ways not just in a woman, mm-hmm. right? And if the woman is your only experience of beauty, the only thing that stirs your yeah. heart, I mean, you're missing out on all that God mm-hmm. meant to minister to and fill and nourish, right, this heart in a man. Mm-hmm. And it may be the beauty of music or
3: art. It may be the beauty of literature or or the created world. Right. As you guys are talking about this, my mind goes to how much I missed in my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think just the invitation of intimacy, just in the tragedy of, you know, when I lost my father when I was 19. And God was there. He was there. But then, you know, because of of the agreements that we make, we just shut everything out. Mm. And it just postpones so much of the life that God has for us. And things just are kind of frozen in time. Mm. And so I just, I think of... Of that awareness. And then I think in my flying, um, sometimes just being alone with God, seeing his beauty, yes, I'm captured by the fact that God repaints the sky for me every second. Mm. And and I'm seeing a new portrait and a new palette of what he's, mm. he's just painting this for me. Mm-hmm. And it's brought me to such a deep romance with God mm. by saying, oh, my gosh, God is so loving. He's so incredible. yes." But it's seeing, you know, just stopping to notice what God is doing for us. Mm -hmm. But I think back and, man, I've missed a lot of that in Mm my life. Because you shut your heart down. Right, exactly. Because the heart wasn't
2: engaged. Mm -hmm. I remember, John, a poignant moment when that conversion was taking place in me. It was about four years ago and I was hunting deep in the backcountry and I was walking back from the evening hunt and watching the sunset over the the flat-top wilderness and it just caught me off guard, and I, I felt a tear come down my face. I'm, think, I'm crying over a sunset. I didn't know what that was about, and I had ended up hunting five days consecutively where I saw a sunrise and a sunset, and each day, I could feel something, I guess the only way I could describe is something being healed in me, mm. and on the fifth day, I remember the sentence that came up very specifically, and it said, a woman's not the answer. And I didn't even know where that came from, but I realized mm. that the Father was saying, you are longing for beauty and she's not enough. Mm. And I came home back to my wife who I miss so much and I was so grateful to see her, but something had shifted where I realized, oh, almost as you said it in that Buechner quote, there's this beauty I long for more than the beauty I long for in her. And it was only after five days of being in the wilderness, Mm. soaking it in and letting it saturate me Mm. that that conversion could begin taking place.
0: Mm. Mm. Oh, and to have... To have this open up in your heart and to have this experience with God enables us to love a woman. And the stage of the lover right. is mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. It's the aesthetic awakening in a young man's heart where he discovers beauty, love, poetry, romance, You know the beauty of the world mm-hmm. and music and sunlight on the ocean and all of that. And having an awakened heart Wow, you're so much more able to love a woman because right. she is all heart, right? Right, And that's why she remains such a mystery to so many men is they're trying to live totally out of their heads, totally out of reason and analysis. But, I mean, you take a guy like King David, serious warrior, right? right. Saul has killed his mm-hmm. thousands. David has killed his tens of thousands. I mean David was a bad dude, you know? fierce, courageous, brave, true, mighty, all those things a man wants to be in the warrior stage. But then you hear David say things in the Psalms like, God, your love is better than life. He has experienced something in the love of God that has caused him to say, it's better than life. I give up everything to simply have your love. And in Mm -hmm. the famous passage where he says, there's one thing I desire, Mm -hmm. right, which is to gaze on your beauty. Mm -hmm. He he is also Mm -hmm. the poetic heart. He's the warrior heart, Mm -hmm. but he also has the lover heart. And he's experiencing things in God that I think are absolutely essential for a man to experience so that he can love a woman. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're really emphasizing this more today than, than we are talking about. Yeah. Okay, here's the three things you mm-hmm. got to do right. to be mm-hmm. a better husband. You know, You get this. You get this journey and this stage of the journey. You get the awakening of the heart, the healing of the lover, God initiating us here, and then you're just in such a better place not to look to the woman mm-hmm. and then to be able to love a woman whenever or right. however she might come along.
3: Right. That awakening of the heart, John, as you said, um, I mean, it just allows me to be in a place where I offer strength rather than, like you say, asking the question. Mm -hmm. And boy, just that concept of what am I going to my wife for? And now that I'm offering strength, that comes out of a relationship with God.
0: An intimacy. An
3: intimacy, yeah.
0: With God. Right. Where God is no longer the one you fear and obey, but he is, as David describes him, my loving God. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you loved it. We love getting your feedback as well. If you're enjoying these podcasts and would like to leave us a comment, please visit the iTunes store and do so. And by the way, all of our audio resources are now available for purchase through the iTunes store. You can find our resources and our other podcasts by searching for either Ransomed Heart or John Eldridge on the iTunes store. And to find out more about Ransomed Heart, our podcast, our events, and all of the things that we're offering and doing, come to our website at www.ransomedheart.com.